good day, folks. Welcome to our Finishing Well podcast for Finishing Well Ministries. If you're coming back, we welcome you back. If you're new, we're glad you're here. Um, If you're 65 or older, you are part of our senior generation. And uh, even if you're younger than 65, we welcome everyone to listen to our approach to living your life in a way that helps you. Older, younger means uh, little to the idea that we live our lives to finish our lives well, and that means with purpose. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm pleased to be here today with Hal Habaker, my good friend. Hal, it's good to see you and be with you again. How are you doing this week? I'm good, Randy. Uh, just enjoy uh, all that God has entrusted to me and what we're about, all kinds of areas of life. Uh, we want to stay growing and developing every day we live, every month, every experience. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today, right? Right. It is. It is. I understand that um, we, we've been, we have had discussions and people have been asking about uh, what they can do as they get closer to the idea they want to finish their lives well. How can they join the party, so to speak, Al? And I think you've got some thoughts around that. So why don't you kick us off with it? Okay. What we want to delve into today is how God has wired each of us to enjoy life ourselves and to keep making a difference in the lives of others. I think God instills something in us when he creates us. He gives us all kinds of resources, and we develop those or become aware of their meaning to us for our own experience and joy, and it's through that that we give our lives away to others. I think about that with my grandkids. Yeah. They're not even aware of their own giftedness per se, but in doing what they do as little people and or as growing people, they impact me. They're giving their giftedness away. (laughs) Now, as an adult, you know, I just want to throw out this illustration. You know, one of my uh, heroes uh, would be Eric Little, the great missionary to China. But before he was a missionary to China, he was a runner. And in the, in the movie, Chariots of Fire, he has this great line with his sister. But he talks about his giftedness naturally. He said, God made me fast. Mm. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. Now, that, that's an incredible statement. You know, I think when you realize who you are and what God wired into your life, that is one of your greatest pleasures in life. And then to give it away and impact others through that gift, and of course, a lot of others as you grow, I think is one of the essences of life. And that doesn't change in our aging years. In our 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, we're still wrestling with those kind of ideas, uh, searching for how best to live ourselves and how best to encourage others. So that's kind of the theme we have in today's thought, I think. You know, that's, I'm glad we're talking about this because that is so critical to 
so many people to be able to figure out that I have things that I can use. I just don't know what they are. <laughs> I know I've got something. I know I, I know I, if I find the right thing, uh, it will bring me joy to, to just be able to do whatever that is and uh, do it well and, and maybe in doing it, <clears throat> provide encouragement or provide help to someone else. And that's, we, would, we would applaud that from the finishing well standpoint, wouldn't we, Hal? We would. So let's delve into this a little bit further. So you start to think, what, what, what is it that God has given you? And isn't that the process of life? You know, you're growing up as a high school student. You go to college. What do I major in? What do I want to do with my life? You get a job. You graduate or emerge into a ne next season of life. You find someone perhaps to marry, have a family, and you go down a career track. And, you know, sometimes career tracks box us in and, you know, they we may develop, we may not. But in all those areas, God is wanting to give you some insight into who you are and how best to develop yourself and encourage others through that giftedness. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's the key to life. Wouldn't you say, Randy? I would. I would say that for uh, at least a, a significant part of our early life, Hal, we do struggle with that. Many, many struggle, even though they go to school to study deeply various topics, various subjects, various um, get, acquiring very, various skills and knowledge, building their IQ. They come away from it when they get into other settings, whether it's a, a work setting or whatever they do for vocation, still not feeling that they have a handle on what it is they do well. Uh, it it happens, Hal. It just happens over and over again. You know it and I know it. We've seen it from our different perspectives. And in so doing, they struggle. They, they jump into things that uh, while they thought they could do it well, and they maybe can, it, it does not come out being what they really like to do. It does not come out being fulfilling. It does not come out being uh, seen as the, uh, I'm not the top dog in this uh, kennel, if you will, of people doing the same thing. And because I'm not the top dog, I, I don't like it that I'm not good enough. So you get all kinds of reactions to the idea that I know I have skills. I know I have skills. I'm just not sure either I'm applying them properly in the right setting, or I'm not sure these are the skills that I really need to be uh, pursuing right now. I need to maybe change and do something else. And you get a lot of that. You know, a couple of things come to my mind in the retirement season of life. You know, you have a lot of freedom to explore different things. You may explore things that you have thought about doing all your life, but have never had the time to do them. They may be simple things like hobbies, or they may be travel experiences, or they may be reaching out to different kinds of people. You know, one of the things we discover in our ministry, people do a lot of different things in their aging years that perhaps they never even dreamed or thought about earlier. You know, to wit me, you know, I never thought about having a ministry called Finishing Well Ministries and focusing on a 
particular group of people. You know, I've been a pastor all my life working with all kinds of different people, but I feel like in some ways God has set me up through the gifts I have, the experiences I have, and he has led me down this path and doing something new that I never would have thought about 10 years ago. So he he sets us up. He gives us all these experiences, life experiences, through which to bounce off one thing or another. You know, and all of a sudden you find yourself being led into something of which you find incredible joy. Randy, you you can expound on this. You were saying to me earlier that doing this is kind of an aha moment, you know, something I really enjoy. And I didn't think about it earlier. And it's an aha moment in which I discover my unique giftedness to do something. Expound on that for us. Well, an aha moment is a big deal in my world or previous world in that um, there is always something happening to someone. There's always something happening to me. My mind is constantly trying to interpret, what is it that's happening? What does it mean for me? What does it mean for the direction I'm going? And so I have a certain certain kind of uh, phrase in my head for what happens here and and how it might impact. And that is that uh, the significant event in somebody's life, you can be tooling along in your job, uh, in your career, in your life, and something happens. And I call it the boom. So I think the first thing that happens is boom. But the next thing that happens that's kind of important is what happened. How do I interpret that? How do I examine it? How do I deal with it? And when I can come to a conclusion that I understand what happened in the boom, that's my aha. That's my aha, Hal, is when I grasp more or less what something meant to me, what it meant to my career, what it meant to my evaluation of my abilities, what it meant to my outlook about what I'm all about. That's my aha. And aha events change lives. Without them, you just kind of float along, bumped by other logs in the river, and go where it goes. But when you have an aha moment, you stop and you get out and you look at that river and you say, is this where I want to go? You know, these kinds of booms, as you call them, or aha moments, they're, they're things that help define who we are and how we enjoy living. They are. I think this is crucial. God gave us life to enjoy it. He made us to enjoy this life in every respect and realizing who you are and how God made you to enjoy this life, which he has given to you is as crucial in my latter years as it was in my early years, as I'm trying to figure out who I am and what God wants me to do and be in life. So I think you keep doing that as you age, you know, who, I mean, your personality, you know, Vicki and I, my wife, 
she and I are wired differently. I love to see her function in a, uh, in, a, in, a re- in relationships in which she is terribly gifted and enjoys living a certain way. I'm wired a little bit different. Our personalities are different and we complement each other. But we both enjoy life in a different sense with our giftedness, but then we enjoy it together. And I think that's what, how God has wired us. He wants you to enjoy life, but he wants you to give away your life as well to others. Whether it's in your marriage or your family or your friends and your church, whatever. And God wants us to keep discovering who we are for the purpose of enjoying life and giving it away. I think it's critical. Now, this might be a time for me to, to just uh, float in this, uh, I call it the Picasso Manifesto, how you and I have discussed it before, but I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm guess I'm a little bit uh, mesmerized by the fact that Picasso, who painted such interesting and hard to, dis, hard to define and hard to, uh, interpret art, um, and I'm not mentioning him because I think he's any great example for us. Is I, I couldn't even say if he finished well. I don't know how. I'm sorry. All I know is I read something he he said, and it fits. I think um, he said this: the meaning of life is to find your gift. And then he added one more phrase to it. The purpose of life is to give it away. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. And for me, that helps me put a, a, a another, if you will, um, lens on finishing well. Helps my lens. And that is that it, for many of us, for many of us, I would argue how, based on my life history, it has been a challenge to figure out what my gift is. If I had to say the best gift I had or one of the top, even two or three or five, I don't know. I mean, I know what I did for 30, 40 years in work, but I don't know what my best quality capability is. Especially with you guys, when you come talking about finishing well, I don't know what I could do to help you. Because I don't, you know, I, I, I did this, I did that at work, but I don't see any way to jump in with doing something called a mission right now. Right? And, and so they're puzzled. And I say that that challenge can be answered if they give it a little thought. And you say the same thing, I believe. But the other part about it, the key part to me is giving it away. I have to have a mindset where I want to do something for other people, whether they appreciate it or not. I mean, I'd like for somebody to appreciate it, but if they don't, I'm going to give it away anyway, because that's what I feel the Holy Spirit is guiding me to do. Well, I I can't agree more, Randy. Uh, Let me add another dimension to this as I think about this. You know, just sharing our struggles in answering this question, how best to give our lives away or how best to enjoy it, we we have our successes. We can look back across our lives and see how God has used us, and that adds to our thinking, the array of experiences and things we've learned, how we give them away, how we grow through them. 
And I want to say even the hardships in life. I think one of the things that is best used to encourage others is our hardships. I mean, their experiences God has wired into our lives. Uh, This was brought out to me starkly just earlier this week in a meeting I was having with a group of people in a church. We're working through the six essentials. And one of the gals in the group, I won't, I'm guessing, I don't know. She, I think she was in her eighties. She said to me in front of the entire group, she says, how, let me voice a struggle that I have. She said, I have buried two children in my life. I buried a two-year-old and I buried a 54-year-old. Different seasons in life. She says, you know, those burials have left a deep gaping hole in my life. And I still struggle with what to do about that. I struggle with my inadequacy and the sorrow that I continue to live with. And, you know, for a moment, Randy, everybody in that room heard her ache. What, What she was really doing, she was putting words into an experience through which God had allowed, brought into her life because of whatever, uh, you know, just the hardships of life and how things happen. And in that moment, she catalyzed the entire room. I was I was amazed. My heart went out to her. And, you know, when our session was over, I just went uh, over to her and I said, can I give you a big hug? And I did, and I just blessed her, and I thanked her for sharing that. But that was an experience that she had in all of life. You know, and I think of us as we age. You know, we all have a lot of hurts. We all have a lot of brokenness in our lives. We all have had a lot of experiences, a lot of joys, and all of these come together to help me think through what my purpose in life is. I can tell you, God's purpose for her at that moment was to share her brokenness, and it catalyzed everybody in the room. It gave words. It gave an expression of what everybody would have felt and what she was feeling. It was a rather remarkable moment for me, uh, Randy, but it illustrates what we're talking about. How do these experiences add up, and what do they do to us in terms of how God wants to use us in others. Yeah, that we learn through all sorts of things, positive and tragic. That is, we have booms, and then we have booms, real booms, big booms. The blast us right out of our everything changes in our lives. Um, you were on a... Um, you were on a uh, Zoom call yesterday, and I was listening in with a lady whose life changed when her husband was killed early in their, relatively early in their marriage. I'll put it yes. that way. No, not, not, but anyway, the point is that, that those things change people's lives completely, change people's lives, and their interpretation of that event. What did it mean for me? Um, once they get into or past the grieving, what did that mean for me in terms of where I go with this? Are very important things to think about in terms of where you do I want to have? Do I does is the Lord guiding me toward 
a mission of some sort. What can I do? And to steer it just back briefly, Hal, to finishing well ministries, I think you and I have a bit of a mantra that we're not looking for grandiose skill set things that are so creative and, and so genius that they create a whole new idea about how to serve people. No, we're talking about, you know, can you listen to someone? Uh, over a cup of coffee, let's just say, can you do it? Can you can you uh, give them a word of encouragement over a cup of coffee or over the phone or over uh, a Zoom call and just help, if doing nothing else, say, I understand what you're, de- what you're mm-hmm. dealing with. And um, I think you look like you're on the right track. That means a lot to people. So what's the gift in that? What's the gift in that, Hal? It's not some gigantic new skill set that's been hidden away that I didn't know I had. It's simple stuff, too. So when you come into the finishing well world, you don't have to think big. You just have to think, I'm on the playing field. And the Lord will, you know, the Lord will help me see through the the brush and the forest if I keep looking and see the see the path. And give yourself away in whatever state you are. I mean, I think God has wired us to just be with each other. The gift of presence, the gift of expressing weaknesses, the gift of expressing brokenness, whatever it is, listening, encouraging. And, you know, I think this is our purpose in life. You know, just to wrap it up, I think I I love Psalm 139, 16. God orchestrates all of our days. Before the first day was ever lived and the last day was ever lived, he's at work in our lives wanting us to both enjoy life, drink from it deeply, and be a blessing to others. And, you know, I think that's the purpose that God has for our lives. And to delve into that and to keep growing into all that that means in our aging years is one of the best gifts of aging, I think. Wouldn't you agree? I agree completely. Well, this is a great uh, topic. I mean, all of us wonder about how God wants to use us and where our gifting is And I think he wires it into ourselves. And I think the best thing to do is to listen to others, invite them into your own life and help you discover all that and help them. And we're doing that together. And that's part of our purpose in uh, Finishing Well Ministries, fulfilling God's plan for our aging years. That's what we're trying to do in these podcasts. So listen in, uh, share the news with others. And if you've got ideas you want to hear us address, in our aging years, uh, send them to us, Hal at finishingwellministries.org or go to finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast. And you'll hear more of the kinds of things God is putting on our hearts and pray for us. We want to move ahead and be a blessing to others in our aging years. So may God bless you. Thanks, Randy, for this time today.